0: Thank God for his mercy, amen. Thank God for what he does for us. And you know, we don't, we take for granted the mercy of God, the grace of God. I was, I, I was talking to somebody just last couple of days, really, I've been, it's been on my heart, that I don't think a lot of us understand what grace is about. I don't think a lot of us understand what mercy is about. Listen, if you don't have the grace and mercy of God, you just can walk out of this church this morning because you don't know God. Come on somebody and I and I think about the prodigal son has he when he was coming back home after living this rotten this life spending his father's money, he's coming down the road. You know what his father does? He didn't say, "Get away from me, you bum. Get away from me, you no good for nothing. Get out, I don't need you around here. No, he just ran to him and embraced him. And forgave him. And I like his reply. F- Father, I says, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Come on. son. <laughs> yes, I've sinned against you and against heaven. Yes. Only make me a hard servant. I'll be glad if I could just cut your grass or clean your toilet or do the, the, the servant's work. But he didn't even tell him that. He says, son. You're back home. I love you. I, I missed you. Man, I thought about that over and over again. How many of us would do that after one of our children had spent everything and destroyed everything that we had with riding and living with the harlots and the drunks and the perverts? But it's a little thing I preached a while back about the hog pan. The man came to himself. He was, in the, he was eating the slop that the pigs were eating. And he realized, man, why I ever left my father's house? Why I ever left the place where I was safe, where I had everything I needed? My God, huh? Went home. <laughs> we need your mercy. Mama, let me borrow that song again. Let's play that song one time. I'm, I'm going to try to sing it, but I, there's a message in it. You want to sing it? Too? Yeah, let me dig let, let me, let me, uh, a crack at it. <laughs> I'll just be ministered to, praise God, because it's so true. No, I know. I know that. <laughs> All right. But play that thing again, y'all. I want you to listen to. The, you know, I like songs. There's songs sometimes, you know, just songs. They just they're there for entertainment, even in the Christian realm. But there's those that dare to minister the word. Amen. And I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my best to do it, but. How great is God's mercy, okay? How deep is his mercy? Man, I feel the presence of God. (laughs) Just a few of us this morning. But how deep is the mercy of God? That he'd reach down and offer me something I don't deserve. Something I'm not even qualified for. I can't even earn it. I can't even pay for it. There's nothing on this planet that can pay even a down payment on the mercy of God. You can start it up, Gene. How many love the Lord this morning? How many expect something from the Lord? I feel the presence of God already. Seriously. I I just thank God for He's here this morning. (laughs) God, we praise and honor you, Lord God. My sleep is gone. My heart is full of sorrow. Is it on? I won't believe how much I've let you down. Can you all hear me? Put this, okay. Start it again, Gene, one more time. Hallelujah, okay. God is a good God, amen. Amen. I love this song, praise God. My sleep is gone, my heart is full of sorrow. I can't believe how much I've let you down. Dread the pain waits for me tomorrow. When the sun reveals my broken dreams Scattered on the ground Please forgive me I need your grace to make it through All I have is you I'm at your mercy Lord, I serve you Till my dying day Help others find the way I'm at your mercy Please forgive me I can't believe The gods of earth and glory Would take the time to care for one like me read in the Bible that old, old story how he helped me from forgiveness while he was dying on the tree please forgive me I need your grace to make it through all I have is you I'm at your mercy, I will serve you, until my dying day, help others find a way, I'm at your mercy, please forgive me, I need your grace to make it through. You, I'm at your mercy. I will serve you till my dying day. Others find the way. I'm at your mercy. Please forgive me. God is a good God. I don't know, it just feels like a presence of worship in this place this, this morning. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory and praise and honor this morning, Father, for your presence. Father, fill this house, Lord God. Fill this house, Lord God. Fill this house. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need your grace to make it through. All I have is you. I'm at your mercy. What a powerful song. What a powerful, powerful song. God, help us, Lord Jesus. Lord God, we give you praise and glory. hallelujah 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 thank you father he's a good god amen don't tell me he don't love you (laughs) don't tell me he doesn't care about you don't tell me he doesn't want to bless you and, and minister to you and help you and oh he's a good god amen thank god we better never forget that who god who jesus is about amen hallelujah you would turn to me this morning. I'm going to keep you too long, pray. I think we done not had enough preach already. <laughs> Don't need to listen to me too long, hallelujah. <laughs> oh man, Isaiah, 43, verse 18, 18. And I want to talk a little bit about going forward this morning. You know, it's a couple of days and, and, and well, there's just times that God is teaching me. Talk about me. How to accept his mercy. What does mercy do? Mercy goes forward. See, God is not going to give you mercy so you can stay bogged down in the past. I listen to people a lot sometimes, and I watch people, and I can see them. The biggest problem they have is they don't want to let go of hurt from the past. They don't want to let go of... Of things from the past. Seems like they want to drag that past with them. And it hurts them spiritually. Because God never meant. you to keep your failures. And go forward with it. Failure never goes forward. Failure keeps you stuck. in where you're at. Where you can't go closer to God. I can sit there and th- think about a lot of regrets I have in the past. A lot of things that, I, that, that, that that was called sin. Uh-oh, I said that word. I'm sorry. No, I ain't sorry. <laughs> the very thing that destroyed us, brother Alan, the very thing that kept us from God was called sin. See, we, we want to look back and see how, you know, we think we're humbling ourselves, reminding ourselves of the past but a lot of times to say well oh look what God brought me out of why don't are well, you out of it yet are you really freed from it doesn't so does, does going back in the past thinking about somebody that hurt you get you angry thinking about somebody that abused you or misused you get you angry come on somebody I'm gonna shock you. This church can't be about a church of the past. It's got to be about the future. And there's some good things that happened in the past. I'm not I'm not belittling the good things. I'm talking about the things that hurt you. The things that, that kept you back from God, the things that made you hurt spiritually. Uh oh. God is calling us to let go of the things of the past. Because he's fixing to do a new thing. <laughs> Listen, you can't be part of the new thing if you're stuck with the old thing, right? right. If if you're stuck with the old failures and the old defeats and the old hurts and the old pain, I'm preaching, praise God. You're never going to be able to go forward. I don't want to carry dead weight. I don't want to carry the weight of the world. I mean, the sin, the weight of the world that I had in my life, the sins of the world. I don't want to see the past. Come on, somebody. I don't want to see what I used to do. The things that was destroying me. The bitterness and hate and, and pride and the things of the world that was grabbed, keeping me from God. Verse 18 says this, of Isaiah 43. Did, did you turn there yet? <laughs> Pray for me, praise God, because believe me, this is something I wrestle with. You know, God spoke to me, he said, son, the past never fixes anything. Come on, somebody. The past never heals anything. The past, all it ever does is keep you Depressed. Keeps you defeated. Now I'm not talking about good things, but I'm talking about, you know, remembering a loved one or remembering a, a, a good times that you had a such and such. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the very enemy of God, the very enemy of your soul, your pride. See, pride likes to pass. Pride wants to bring you back there. Pride, lust wants to bring you back. Oh, I remember that old girlfriend I had, that old boyfriend I had, but we had good. T-. Come on, we don't need that junk in our lives. I remember how it was this and how how was that and how it was listen the devil the devil loves that stuff because he wants to defeat you. Who do who who knows who, what God is? God is holy. What you lived in that past was unholy. I'm gonna preach to you this morning, break. what you had in the past, your past. Sins, your past failures, your past defeats, that's the thing that separated you from God. Why would you want to brag? Why would you want to go back? Why would you want to hold on to those things? If it's the very thing that kept you from God, you're going to have people come around and say, oh, but I remember what you used to do. Come on, somebody. Listen, I'm telling you, it's going to have it's the first enemy and it's going to be probably a loved one. It's probably going to be somebody that you were close to. It could be a husband or wife, a child or aunt or uncle or whatever. Mama or daddy, don't matter. They'll tell you, don't you forget what you used to be. And you need to tell them, yes, I do forget. (laughs) Come on, Holy Ghost. Yes, I don't want to be what I used to be. When the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Because his future is eternal damnation in a lake of fire forever. He wants to bring you there with him. I said he wants to bring you there with him. See, he wants pride and lust and anger and unforgiveness and bitterness in your life. Because he wants to destroy you. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to be honest to God. As much as I disagree with President Obama when he's president, I never hated him. Can't even find it to hate because, you know, we, we, can, we can disagree with somebody, but not hate them. We can disagree with their policies, even their doctrine. Listen, I believe the Catholic Church is preaching a damnational doctrine, which sending me into hell, but you still love the people, right? I have to focus on what God said. We gotta move forward from the way we used to think, from the way we used to feel, from the way we used to act, and the people, that the things that we used to allow in our lives have to die. You can't bring that with you going forward. You can't bring that with you going forward. Listen, the old the old past has to die. The old past has to die. The old past has to die. The old ways have to die. The old bitterness has to die. Everything that came with this past has to die. But it's hard, Belanie. I know. But I've gotten freed from a lot of the past. I actually felt born again, born again. I don't know how you explain that, but it was free. When I've gotten rid of some things in my life, you know, it's like I was brand new. I felt free. I felt like our load was lifted off. I didn't have to feel bad about people. I didn't have to have hurts for people. God has given me the freedom to be forgiven. And he said, I want you to go forward. I want you to go forward. None of y'all is going to tell me no. How many of you want to go forward? Everyone in this building, I believe, would want to go forward. I believe they would want to drive forward. Listen, the past is in the past. There's nothing you can do to change it. But you can, you can sure determine how your future is going to be. Right? Listen, I could think about it and go back in the past and say, man, I wish I'd have done this. and I wish I'd have done that. It's useless. I can't change it. But I can make sure it doesn't happen in the future. I can determine. And listen, we go forward a lot of times and we hit bumps in the road. And sometimes we, 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 we sin against God. And, and you know, it says, well, how come I haven't? Listen, I've asked myself a question. If I'm a new creature in Christ, why do I still feel hurt sometimes, bitter sometimes? Because I'm, I haven't died yet all the way. My flesh has been all the way. That's why he said. Paul said, "I die daily." Paul was a preacher of the gospel, apostle, Paul, the prophet of God. I mean, he said, "I had to die daily." I realized this ain't never got born again. Come on, somebody, the flesh. I remember years ago as young preacher, I preached a message called "Flesh, Flesh, Flesh." <laughs> you remember that? Flesh, flesh, flesh. Flesh wants glory, flesh wants praise, flesh wants everything it can grab, flesh wants to be noticed. Flesh, flesh, flesh. I might revive that one day and preach it to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do not remember the former things. Now you remember Isaiah's prophesying to the nation of Israel. They have gone into captivity. Listen, God don't want you to remember. Listen, we, we look back on the past and we say, this, this, I can't believe what I've done. I can't. And you see, people stay there and they say, man, and, and the guilt comes. You know, systematically, they feel guilty and they feel condemned. God could never forgive me. God could never love me. God could never. I feel the presence of God. God could never give me the peace. Look what I have done. Look where I've been. Look who I hurt. And as the light of God comes in, you see all of that. You didn't see it before, right? You didn't see it before, Mom. You didn't, you, you didn't see it before. But now Christ comes in, it's like taking the blindfolds off your eyes. Listen, if you could get away with it, that was more glory to you. If you could get a light that would pass through, listen, it would, it, it, nobody would find out. That was good. But it was sin. And you come to Christ and you start seeing all that. And you say, man, wow. What's, I never saw that. And you start looking at the past at a different light. You see something that, that ain't so glorious. That ain't so nice. That ain't so pra- to be praised. Because you came out of the darkness into God's marvelous light. You came out of sin. Walking as a child of Righteousness. You're never gonna see darkness like you saw it again. Because darkness was dark. Now you're a child of light. Now you only see dark. You see what you see, darkness is what it is. That's what I mean. I don't wanna go back. I don't wanna go back, Ray. I don't wanna go back, brother. I don't wanna go back, man. There's nothing out back there that ever did anything for me good but church, but the gospel. That's the only thing I've got to remember. Remember when I got saved? That brings, I, feel, I remember the things God spoke. That's fine. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about trying to drag that old life. You Remember I was talking about the, 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 uh, the, the wine bottle? How you can't put old things into a, a new skin or a new wine skin? You can't drag that old life into the new my Lord, are you listening to me <laughs> You can't drag that old life into the new. You're a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Everything about you is new. But the old life. But the old way. <laughs> so you can't carry that in your relationship with God. You can't carry that in relationship with other believers. Because that old way will kill you. That old way will take you down. Listen to me. I'm I'm, I'm preaching to you. I hope you listen. Do not expect your past to bring victory in your life. Listen, as a dump truck business, and I tell Janice, I hate to get stuck. Brother, listen, one day I was stuck. Nobody around. You ever seen them old uh, old westerns where just open land and the the wind blowing? I said, Where is everybody? I'm just saying, oh, man, I was so, I don't need to. I was on a time limit. I had to go get some more loads. I can't make money staying in the dirt, in the, in the mud. And I'm saying, man, got a tractor park way over there. Nobody's plowing. Nobody's doing it. Nobody. But one man came, though, so thank God. And he went get tractor and he pulled me out. But, you know, I hate to get stuck. <coughs> I hate to, especially if you know you have something to do. Mmm. that old black like preacher man, just, mm. I said, so, I hate it because I know I got something to do. If you stay stuck, you ain't going to do nothing for God. Come on, somebody. If you stay stuck with the sins of the past, the regrets of the past, the defeats of the past, you ain't going to go any further with God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, sense? Because it's not that God never meant you to stay there. God never meant you to stay in one spot. But that brother or that sister wouldn't have said that about me. I wouldn't feel like it. Pray for him. Go on. Forgive him. My mama or my daddy or my aunt or my uncle or my wife or my husband would just, they wouldn't have done that to me. I'd be better off with God. No, you wouldn't because you're still dwelling in that. You need to forget about it, pray about it, and go on. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not taking lightly Hurts. Sometimes it's deep. The scars are deep. Sometimes it's hard to let go of something. But you have to deal with that in your spirit. You have to deal with that. You have to ask yourself, is this worth it? Is this worth it? Is it really worth me staying where I'm at today? Is it really worth feeling like I feel? I'm going to shock you. The only one that you're hurting is yourself. Because that person that you had something against, they're going on. They don't care about you. The only one that is hurting is you. Who can stop himself from getting closer to God? You. Problems will weigh down on your feet. Past regrets will weigh down on your feet. Your past life will weigh down on your feet. He said all things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. How many of you got a new life? Come on. Some, listen, you, listen. if they want to remind you of your past, well, look, tell them, you can go find th- that person you're talking to. He died so many years ago. That ain't, I, ain't this, that, that, I ain't the same person. I buried that old man, right? Come on. I buried that old life. So if you want to go wallow and dig that up, you can go, but I, 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 you ain't talking to, to me. I, that ain't me. <laughs> that ain't me. I ain't the pirate. listen he died. You want to go find him? You can go find him. I was baptized over there in the Potage River. <laughs> you can go bury bear bear him if you want, but just don't bring him to me. <laughs> Leave him dead. He died. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I said he's dead. She's dead. Yes, she Boy, that feels good, eh? <laughs> Oh, man, it feels like the whole world just fell off your shoulders. He's dead. You're not the same person anymore. All things are done away with. All things become new. My God, okay. Lord Jesus, I could preach all morning. (laughs) Listen, if you leave with something that you can gain victory from, then I feel like I've done something as God commanded me. I can say a bunch of words, brother. Uh, how much is that going to make a difference if you're not willing to receive them? I got to preach to myself. I got I to, listen, listen, I was preaching to myself this morning while my wife and I was singing, while my mama was singing. I had to remember something that God spoke to me. I was wondering. I said, he spoke to me about two, three weeks ago. He said, today, son, said, you press forward. Today is the day you need to go forward. I said, my wife and me in business, Like we let a lot of things weigh us down. But I'm making it in my mind. Today I feel good. I've let some stuff go. God, it's in your time. God, it's your, it's your way. God, if I go forward, you're going to take care of me. He probably told me that a month ago. He said, son, I will bless you. I said, you just go. One day at a time. Just go. Just trust me. And ever since I've done that, He answers our prayer. You can ask my wife. He answers our prayer if I can just trust Him. See, my life about Jesus is going forward. It's trusting in the, what He's going to do for me, right, brother? in the future, tomorrow, this afternoon. See, if I try to so say, I think I'm going to walk back the other way. I'll fall in a ditch. Listen, if I go the other way, I'm going right back to death, destruction, and defeat. I don't want it. I hope you don't need it, But I don't want it. I have no desire for it. I don't want to go back to the world. I don't have no passion for it. I knew what it was doing to me and my wife and my children. I knew if I wouldn't have got my life right with God and going forward, I wouldn't even be standing here today. My wife and me probably would have been divorced. Might be dead. Oh. <laughs> Come on. But... I had to go forward. I had to step forward. I had to go. There's a little song he was singing. One step at a time. Remember that little song? Salty would sing. Was salty. He would sing that song. And I love this one. Cast all my cares upon you. Lay all of my burdens down at your feet. Anytime. time. I don't know what to do. Lord, I'll cast. Oh, my God. Pray, I feel the presence of God. I cast all my cares upon you. Hallelujah. My burden down at your feet. Anytime I don't know what to do. Lord, I'll cast all my cares upon you. My Lord, hallelujah. Doesn't that feel good? (laughs) Oh, I can feel him from the top of my head, to the soles of my feet. I feel that freedom, man. It feels good to be free. Hallelujah. It feels good to be free. You're not bound by the laws of the past. You're bound by Christ, the servant of, the child of God, Son of God only place we can do is go forward. Listen, I want to, as a pastor of this church, if I can do anything in here, is to have you have victory with God and to look forward. Turn with me to Philippians. Well, let me finish reading this one verse. You can turn there. It says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Verse 19. What? A new thing. Behold, I'll do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. <laughs> I like that verse. Shall you not know it? Says if you're doing the same old thing, you're gonna know it. But if you're doing something new, listen. You could t- you know what's the difference between the old and the new, right? Listen, when I was young, had black hair, man. I-, I could lose weight in in, in uh, three weeks, man. I was I, I was slim, trim, and Ready to go, but now it ain't going to happen as much. <laughs> you know, something has changed. <laughs> it's very obvious. But you know, in, in, in our faith, it's like that. Because you can see the, the, what's changed. Don't you know what's different in your life? Don't you know how you don't do the things you used to do anymore? God is doing a new thing in your life. God is doing a new thing in your life. God is doing a new thing in your life. You're a Christian. You're born again. The life of God lives in you. You're not going to stay the same. Come on, somebody. Somebody says, well, I believe, you know, listen, the Holy Ghost is in your life. You're not going to stay in one place. If you're born again, you're not going to stay in one place. You're not going to stay stuck in the the, the mud. Come on, somebody. You're not going to stay defeated. You're going to go forward. My Lord, I feel the presence of God. The victory is in Christ. The victory is forward. The victory is not in the past. All the past ever did for me, I got a few good things. I got a good wife. I I got a a good church I I attended. I got people I know. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the things that were destroying my faith, destroying me with the Lord, that was separating me from God. That's the things I'm talking about. The things that hurt me spiritually. Listen, I can go talk to people from the past all the time and don't bother me one bit. They're not the problem. Come on. <laughs> okay, mom. I said, they're not the problem. He's not the problem. You're not the problem. <laughs> Listen, and, and, and you're not the problem. It's where we're at with God that's the problem. Now, I'm not saying people don't treat you bad and and you don't look at it and pray for them that that person didn't get it saved or whatever. But I'm saying today, if you have Christ in your life, you can overcome anything that's set before you. You can overcome anything that's in the back of you. Come on. Because he's given you the power of all the powers of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. That's what the Bible says. Man, I feel it. Maybe we've been robbed about the power of God in our life because we don't want to let go of the thing that was killing it, right? Mm -hmm. Come on. No, it is. What was hurting you, stopping you from getting closer to God? It's a little word called sin. Something that you don't use too much in the church today. Well, we use it in this church, all right? We don't mention holy anymore, which is what God is. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Be ye holy, for I am holy. <laughs> I'ma I'm preach myself, I don't win out the wall. Hallelujah. Thank God for the word of God. Amen. Turn to Philippians chapter three, real quick. Philippians. God is a good God, y'all. And thank God he's a God of his word, right? Verses thirteen. Now I watch you know you 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 watch people train. A sporting event like, like the Olympics. Listen, th- I can't leave here and go run against them guys. You know why? Because I lose. <laughs> By the time I put my first foot forward, they're all the way at the end of the line. <laughs> but you know why? Because I didn't train. I didn't prepare. I will I'll run. To the front right, I get bit tired, but these people seem like they can run with such vibrancy, such power, such energy, right? And I watched some of these people do some things. I said, "Man, I'd break my neck." Turn up and, dance, <laughs> up and down, swing. You ever saw them? Especially, I was watching the ones with them skateboard—not uh, skateboard, skateboard snowboards—going there, man, and making their flips in there. Oh man! I, <laughs> I wouldn't have left, I'd have broke it, just leaving the place, the beginning. But you know how long it takes for them to do that stuff? You think they can just get on the board and, and or, or get on whatever they're doing and, and just go do it? My Lord, I'm preaching. <laughs> they ran to obtain a corruptible crown, the Bible says. A, 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 a trophy or a medal or, or something. But we run... To inherit an uncorruptible crown. (laughs) Right? My crown is more valuable than... They can win 20 gold medals. It it doesn't matter. They're going to die one day and they ain't going to take one with them. All right? Mm -hmm. But you're right. (laughs) But I'm going to go into glory one day Where is that crown. (laughs) The crown I obtained from the Lord. The favor of God. My God, I'm I'm glad I don't have all (laughs) this. Oh, my God, what a truth. Verse 13 says, Brother, I do not count myself, but to have apprehended this one thing. Listen, Paul is saying, listen, this is something I've apprehended. Listen, I can look at my old life. Paul was killing Christians. He was persecuting the church. He was doing it with such a zeal. He believed the law. He believed the... the, the, uh, the old way should never be broken. See, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. Paul was zealous. Go study your Bible. This man loved his old religion. Hmm? And he was going to go to Damascus. And he's going to kill anybody he can find. Lock anybody else he can. These Christians are trouble. Come on now. Listen, when you become free, you become trouble. <laughs> Satan don't want you free, mom. Huh? Satan don't want you able to pray. Satan don't want you able to come to church. Satan don't want you able to read your Bible. He's gonna do everything he can to stop you. Come on, somebody. So he's got his minions and he's got his disciples out there trying to. And you never thought you didn't hear somebody all weekend. All of a sudden you get ready to pray. Tling, the phone rings. Or, or, when you get ready to read your Bible. Some people ain't showed up in days. All of a sudden, they all flood in your house, wanting a cup of coffee. And I'm not against that stuff, but I'm saying that how come always it happens when you get ready to touch God? Because yep. he knows if ever you can get in touch with the Lord, he knows if you ever can tap into that power and that grace and that anointing. Praise God, that he's in trouble. Oh, he's in trouble. He no not want you to pray. He don't want you coming to church. He don't want you reading the Bible. (laughs) Why? Because it's it's, what empowers you. Just calling yourself a Christian, you can go to McDonald's and call yourself a hamburger. It ain't going to change you. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Hey, I look at it. If he can use the jackass, he can use me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on. (laughs) Come on. <laughs> oh, you said a dirty. No, I did not say a dirty. <laughs> a donkey, I'm sorry. <laughs> wait. <laughs> hey, wait. He used a rooster. <laughs> Preached one of the biggest sermons I ever saw in the Bible. Brought Peter to repentance. Right, <laughs> Boogie? <A> rooster. <laughs> a rooster brought Peter on to conviction. But the mightiest man in the Bible took a rooster. Okay. <laughs> oh, brother, you need help. <laughs> okay. Verse thirteen. Because I counted myself to comprehend this one thing, but one thing I do. Do you read that? But one thing I do. Do what? And pressing forward for what? And I like this, but pressing for the mark, for the high, you know what that is? That's heaven. We're going toward heaven. We're pressing toward that mark of eternal life, praise God. We're pressing toward that mark of eternity with Jesus. That's our reward. One man runs to obtain a corruptible sound, like I said, but we run to get an incorruptible our mark is heaven. Listen, your mark is not this world and how good you could plant yourself on this planet. That's not the mark, Kathy. The mark is heaven. We're pressing towards that mark. Where are you going? You're not, you're not going to get it going backwards, right? Heaven is forward. <laughs> heaven is forward. Heaven is forward. And you're going to have to fight for it. But you can't fight under your own wisdom and your own strength. You have to have the Holy Ghost. That empowers you to fight. It. You want the, you want to go to heaven? How do you say, well, I Well, I'm gonna go to heaven. Well, you've been living for God. Well, no, I don't halfway to go to church. I don't go. To, listen, I'm gonna tell you. I don't read my Bible like I should, but I'm going. to tell you something. Listen, I'm, I, I am once. I believe. I believe saved through the grace of God, but I believe there's conditions. Praise God. You have to feed that spirit, right? Yeah. You you don't want to go to church. You don't want to. You don't. Wanna, you want to sing songs about the Lord. You don't want to worship. There's something wrong. We ought to all. Be ready to worship. And and it's a personal thing. You don't worship because somebody next to you is doing it. You do it because God told you to do it. Right? You do it because it's right. You do it because of who he is, right? Not because who I am. You do it because Jesus died on the cross for your sins. You do it because heaven is waiting for you. Hallelujah. That's the only hope you have, praise God. You got to get that going forward. And it says here, uh, verse 14, I pressed toward the goal, the prize, the mark of the, uh, uh, of the upward, uh, upward of high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I know everyone in this person wants to see Jesus, right? Wants to meet the Lord. I just want to sit at his feet, man. Just, just worship him. I want to kiss those nails scarred feet. I want to be when, when, I, when I'm with him everything is eternal. Come on somebody. When 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 I cross over and I get there when I've obtained the prize. I'm in, I, I'm eternally at peace and rest eternal life. Never to see death, never to see sickness, never to see disease, never to see age, never to see anything hurt, never to see st- all the problems we see on this earth will vanish away. <laughs> Everything we want and dreamed in life is right there, praise God. It's right there in, at the throne of Jesus, at the feet of Jesus. That's pressing toward the mark. That's pressing toward the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If you're, that's not what you're striving for, then you're in the wrong boat. Come on. Listen, a boat is good as long as it ain't got no holes in it, Right? Mm, a, bit like, mm. <laughs> a boat is good as long as it ain't got no holes in it. <laughs> is your boat leak free? <laughs> Listen, I used to have an old boat. <laughs> I'm going to tell a little I'm as much as that patch. I had to bring a scoop of things, a scooping water that old thing. I so, well, <laughs> "What? What am <I'm> I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna buy me a brand new one. <laughs> you know I won't have no leaking problem <laughs> you I can't, I'll keep going back to the old stuff listen i want to tell you a true story this is gonna make you laugh when I was first married to Janice we had, I had an old boat I mean that old wooden boat that thing looked like it was massacred, man I don't know if you understand what that is, but anyway it was it was messed up I had a, an old 33 Johnson he'd run on one ceiling, cylinder <laughs> I was going to raise coffee straps with her. My, my father in law and them would laugh at my boat. He would laugh. They had a nice big old boat. Listen, one day I'm coming. They're piling. <laughs> and I, I tied up that old boat, that old boat, and I had to pull them back oh. <laughs> on one cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I bet you I didn't hear nothing out of them. Seriously, laughing at my old boat with one cylinder. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was going to church at the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, First Corinthians, uh, First Corinthians, chapter nine, verse twenty-four. I'm not going to keep it too much long, but this is good. It really, I, I like this. Praise God. Chapter 9, 1 Corinthians. Amen. I don't know if you notice or not, but we're living in the last days, right? I don't know if you notice or not, things are getting harder. Uh, your freedoms are being robbed from you every minute. They got people in, in the government, even in religion, pulling your freedoms right off from under your feet. Uh, what's his name? The, the father of the Constitution, Monroe. What's his name? English James Monroe. James Monroe was maybe five foot tall. Was thirty-six years old, but didn't have a wife. James Monroe <laughs> was called the father of the Constitution. Don't he didn't look at his size. He didn't look whether he had a wife or not. He didn't look at his disadvantages. He used the wisdom of God to structure one of the greatest pieces of paper other than the Bible ever written. 200-something years later, that, that Constitution is sitting in Washington. Too bad they don't do it, do it, but it's still there. And there was so much freedom in, in the Constitution. So, Abraham, uh, not Abraham, uh, Jane Monroe, uh, Benjamin Franklin, uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. And, no, I, but, but anyway, they were all there. They all were part of it. They all structured that. Const- and look, listen, you can, now you, didn't have, you, know, you couldn't worship who you wanted back in the old kingdom. They came with the first thing, the freedom of religion, part of the Constitution. There's no way that government can restrict or restrain your spirit of worship. Then we have bearing arms, which no nation right now, a lot of nations, you can't carry a gun. But those things were set up, freedom right to own your own land, a private property, a right to, 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 a lot of things, I told Ray I had a little copy, we need to get each one of y'all one. But those things were set up. For, you know, that's, this is what got this America where it's at. Because these men were men of God. They, they established that to make sure that you had all the freedoms possible to live a prosperous life. And what they did, they structured this, the Constitution, and they said, now we can go forth as a nation. Right? England hated that piece of paper. They was trying as much as they can to try to stop The new freedoms you enjoy. So they had to run. Listen, listen. we didn't have the military to fight England. You know what America's first army was? (laughs) Farmers and people like that. England had one of the most powerful nations in the world. The greatest army in the world at that time. And here we are. They didn't even know what they want. The, the different states were fighting each other for such things. And, and they, they were all disfigured. Till they got things straight. <laughs> you know what's, what, what's straightening it out? The Constitution. This is what we're all going to observe. This is how our nation is going to run. And everybody stood behind it. Some men lost their lives for that piece of paper. The Decorations of Independence. First of all, we was freed from the... The government of England, was free from England's chains. Now we had our own nation. Now we have to fight for it. Now we have to set up what we're going to believe and what, 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 we, what, what freedoms we have. So they went with it. And look, at, look where we are today. The only reason we can gather in this very room this morning is because they put in there, you have the right, the freedom of religion, freedom to worship God. That's why we're here this morning. We, we wouldn't even be here. The nation wouldn't exist, really, if, if they wouldn't have done that. I had somebody call me from the NRA, and I like the NRA. I think it's, they're a good organization. They said, man, we've got to protect our gun rights. I said, you know what? If we let our freedom of religion go, you can forget about your guns. Because that whole thing is set up on the right to worship God. That's the b- bottom line. There. If we lose our freedom to worship God, you can kiss everything else goodbye. Because that's the foundation. So James Monroe and George Washington and Benjamin Franklin and all these different men, Thomas Jefferson. They established the Constitution. And they agreed that these were rights that we had. Right? We, don't take, we take these rights for granted. We don't, most of us don't know what they, they even are. But they established that so men could be free to govern himself. I'm talking about we had a government, but the government was the one choosing things. Men chose the government, right? Men elected the government, and the government was out there to defend you, to defend your rights, to make sure you have freedoms, right? That's what it was set up for. Now they just assume slap you and look at you. They don't care. They want your freedoms gone because they can't do what they want. Satan's like that. He wants to take your freedoms away. He wants you to, he wants you to stay in, in, in the sins of slavery and the sins of the past. See, all always stick in that slavery issue. Listen, I, I know that was a bad time. I'm not justifying what happened during that time. But man, let's get over that stuff, man. We have... In every major city in America, black women that are governors and mayors of some of the biggest cities, New Orleans got one, Baton Rouge got one, Chicago got one, they all, but yet we still have racism in America? Some of the biggest cities are run by black women. And I'm not racist, I'm just telling the truth. You can go look it up yourself San Francisco. A lot of them, but yet we're, we're racist. And I'm not trying to start another subject. But they want that. They want you divided. They want you bound up with the past. They want to keep you back there. That's why people today cannot go forward because they're still too stinking reminded what the past was like. Unless you can learn from the past. You can learn what we shouldn't do. But there's freedom when you're freed from that. You know, African Americans could be whatever they want today. Nobody. They can, they can go to school, get education, just like anybody else. Racism in America is a sin. If you judge somebody based on their skin and you hold them back because they have a certain type, type of skin, you, you sinned against God. But you see, that's what the world does. See, the devil does the same thing. He wants to divide us because, well, I'm a this and you and that. And listen, we, you know, it's always something dividing us. Listen, I am divided when, when a man or a woman doesn't accept truth. Seriously. I am not going to worship with someone that worships idols. I'm sorry. That's going to deny the very word of God. I'm not going to do it. But I can still love them, right? I can see them on the street and greet them. Say, how you doing? Show them that my love for them is greater than their hate for me. That's freedom, right? I said, that's freedom. To be able to tell somebody, I can't stand your guts, I'm praying for you. I believe God's, I'm asking God to touch you. Oh, okay. All right. Verse 24, chapter 9. Do not... I'm sorry. Do you not know that those who run a race, a race all run, but one, what? One receives the prize. Listen, as a church, we're one body, right? Right? So we're running this race against the world. So if we're running this race against the world, we're running as one body, right? Right. See, Ray can't run in a different direction, and I'm running from a different direction, and you run, whatever, we got to run together. If we're running in different directions, all you have is split and division. And Satan loves that stuff. Not somebody wants to go their own way, that's their business, I can't stop it. But I make my mind up, I'm going to run in unity with the ones that want to run. And they are only one. See, there's no prize for the Muslim. There's no prize for the Buddhist. There's no prize for the Catholics. There's no prize for the Baptists. There's, no prize. there's one for one prize for those that run in Christ, right? You can't run outside of the truth. You can't run outside of the Holy Ghost. You can't run outside of God's Word. Those that are running are running a, a race away from, away from God. But we run as one. 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 My, my, me and my wife are one, the Bible says. I'm the head of my house. That don't mean I'm a tyrant. That don't mean I'm a, I'm a, a warden. I have to run one with her. Because she expects me to lead her. Yeah. Right? She expects me to give her the understanding of the truth. If I die tomorrow, i got to leave her something, right? Yeah. i got to leave her something that she can continue with the Lord. Yeah. So I'm responsible. You're responsible. Right? I'm, you're responsible. Everyone that has a wife in here is responsible. To make sure that God is glorified in that house. My Lord. And it's running according to God's word. I didn't make that up, okay? When you, when you watch like the, these Hollywood people, some of them are married 10, 10 to 12 times. You know why? Because nobody's doing what God wants. They can't find peace in their money. They can't find peace in their husband or their wife, whoever they marry. They got to find some that thinks things and acts and do exactly what they want. And sorry to say, a lot of that's just sin. Right? Yeah. Which one of them that, uh, that, that stayed with one wife? Charlton Heston maybe? Yeah. And they mocked him right? <laughs> because he lived all his life with one wife. <laughs> well that's the way it's supposed to be. Come on somebody. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way God meant it to be. If the wife and the husband's running together they're going to stay together right? Yeah, but... Alright. Hallelujah. Run. And one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. That's the problem. We don't want it bad enough, Ray. I'm, I'm talking to everybody in here, but Mom, Teresa, all of us, Lloyd. We don't want it bad enough. We just want to straggle as long as I'm moving. Yeah. You know? Listen. <laughs> This is pitiful to watch somebody running, dragging their feet. Look. You, ever, you ever work with somebody like that? You got some work to do and all you're doing is they're doing this. You know what I'm saying? Look, I hate it. I hate it because it, it's not right. You're part of the team, man. You're supposed to be doing what everybody else is doing. If you're part of this church, you're supposed to be doing what everybody else is doing. You're supposed to be following God. Supposed to be running together to receive that one prize, right? I'm almost finished. (laughs) I'm going to get out of here alive. (laughs) Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, a corruptible crown, the King James says. But we... For an imperishable or incorruptible crown. Therefore, I, therefore I run thus not with uncertainty. I know what I want. I am certain what I'm going for, right? I'm not running not knowing what I'm, I'm fighting for, right? I'm gonna run with certainty. I'm gonna get to Jesus. I still so narrow-minded. Just Jesus, 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 Jesus Yes it's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm gonna run. With a certainty, I'm gonna know. I know what I'm fighting for. I remember my brother Mike told us about a, about a, a boxer, and he's right. He goes in there, he's all trimmed up, man. He's, he's ready to fight. And he, they, listen, he fights, the blood's flying all over the place, I mean. And he wins. And they raise his hands up, he's a champion. He makes 10 million or 30 million, whatever. And all of a sudden, his little wife comes. He's an overcomer, but his wife takes that check and says, she's more than an overcomer. <laughs> Cause she, didn't, she didn't get beat for it. <laughs> you got to be more than an overcomer. <laughs> hallelujah. Come on, no matter what you're facing, Hallelujah, you got to go forward. you got to be certain certainty what you're going for. Bet yourself all beat up for some belt you put on your, on your waist just to say you're the champ. I think, the, I think the little lady's the champ. I believe she didn't even get beat up and took the check away. <laughs> Listen, it's funny, but there's a the truth to it. Amen? Because he was her strength. And everything he earned to her. Jesus is our champion. And everything he earned goes to you. Right? Uh Uh-oh. All right. I'm having fun, Ray. So I'm trying to get everything. (laughs) Therefore, run thus not with uncertainty. Thus I fight fight, not as one beating the air. But I, I, I disciple my body or bring my body into subjection. And bring it under subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself become disqualified or cast away. Preachers have the hardest job. Listen, to try to convince somebody to live for God. Listen, when preachers back in the 1800s, a lot of them like D.L. Moody and Charles Finney and Jonathan Edwards, these preachers will preach. Oh, look people would see themselves falling into hell. That's how powerful the Holy Ghost was moving. At least they estimate 80% of them stayed, people that got under their ministry stayed saved. Now you're lucky it's 10%. Because we're not preaching a Charles Finney or a D.L. Moody message or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Or a Paul, Apostle Paul message. We're preaching messages that don't fix the heart. The preacher will tell us what what we need to do, and we just listen to him, but, you know, they become hearers and not doers. You know, James said, like, it become, not only be a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word, right? If you're not doing, there's nobody to blame but yourself. If you're not applying what you heard to the fight that you're fighting, Paul said, I fought a good fight, I finished the course. Paul realized that this battle was going to happen. And you have to fight to keep it. You can't just say, I'm a Christian, I go to church, I read my Bible, and that's enough. No, it's not enough. It's acting upon what you've learned and applying. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to face troubles. You're going to have a chance not to believe God, right? You're going to have a chance. For the de- you're going to have to see if you're real or not. And it's not, you're not going to overcome by just saying, I think so. I think I'm a Christian. <laughs> Ha, 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 I think I believe God. I think I, I you know, I, I pray once in a while. I think, I think, you know, there ain't going to be no thinking, but it's got to be possessing. Listen, they got a lot of pof, uh, pof, possessing, possessing Christians and professing Christians. How am I going say that again? <laughs> professing Christians. And they got those that are possessing, possessing Christians. That's the words I want to use. I'm only Cajun. It comes out good after check with Boogie when I mess up a word. Hallelujah. (laughs) Are you a possessor of Jesus? Are you just a professor of Jesus? If you're a possessor, you got him. If you just profess him, that ain't enough. Do you know? I'm almost finished. Do you know about I think about 71% people in America claim to be Christian? Do you believe that? If seventy-one percent of people in this country was born again Christians that believed in God, you think we'd have Hollywood? You think we'd have all these people in getting in office? You think that the movie theaters are making millions every night? You know they 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 breaking records left and right. Well, if we're seventy-one percent Christian, why they ought to be bankrupt the first week? Because those that call themselves Christians are watching when they're not supposed to watch. Oh, they're listening to, they're listening to songs they're not supposed to listen. I don't care who lost their pickup truck and their dog. Hallelujah, I'm not going to listen to no <laughs> thing that don't glorify God. I don't care who's the devil with the blue dress on. I don't care. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't care about, care about the blue suede shoes. I don't care about it. I don't care about it. it says, I don't care about it. And you ought not care about it either. What are you watching on TV? Is it glorifying God? I'm not saying you can't watch everything. Sometimes I like to watch history stuff. I, you know, things that, you know, teach you something. But I'm not going to sit in on front of a television watching a man and a woman making love, ha- undress themselves. That ain't going to happen. Seriously, we tell kids that adultery is wrong, but we should put the television on at home and watch it with them. Oh, <laughs> come on. We, we, we tell them that drinking is a sin, but we laugh at people that drink. Something's wrong. I'm not saying you got to live a bottle of life. I'm saying, you know, there's things that, that I enjoy, you enjoy. But how much does God, Christ enjoy them? You know? There's a script in the Bible. I'm trying to think. It says, handle not, touch not, and taste not. What does that mean? I mean, those things will destroy you. Don't taste, handle, or touch the world. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just blatant out rebellion against God. Just things that are sin, okay? We have to... Fight. Listen, I'm going to tell you, the devil's right there. And he's listening to everything that we're saying today. And he's going to test you on it. Bob, feel good when Satan says, oh, Lenny, you could have that. Yeah. I said, I don't want it. It's death. Makes me so angry when I see people today, you know, say uh, uh, medical marijuana. I know what marijuana done to a lot of people I know. There's not someone in their grave today because they took that little first puff. I could drink, you can drink a little wine, and they end up alcoholics, and, and, and their liver's are all gone. And you wonder why you say, well, you, well, you shouldn't be judging people. I'm going to tell you, that's enough to stir my stomach. I can see what it does. Listen, you might pass a stop sign and get, get away with it one time, or twice, or three. But one day there's another car that's going to be coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> come on. You say, well, I got away with it this time. I'm going to do it again. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll try one more. And all of a sudden, 18 wheeler or something will come and plow you down. Yeah. Maybe take your life and take the life of your family, your children. Stop that stop sign is there for one reason to, to warn you, to stop. But look, there could be danger coming, right? Yeah. God puts a lot of stop signs. And I'm saying, remember, I'm going forward, but you got to, when you stop and you look, then you go forward. You wait till it's safe, right? Amen. Y'all stand up. Praise God. <laughs> I tell you what, I can preach all day. But <laughs> I don't want to lose y'all. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I finished the course. Paul said, I was intensely in battle. He didn't say, oh, you know, every day's a Friday. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, You just can be blessed, blessed, blessed. Love, love, love. And just serve God and everything will go all right. He said, I fight for what I had. I had to fight for what I believe. I fought a good fight. If you're not fighting, if you're just accepting anything, you're on the wrong track. Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way to lead unto righteousness. Few there be that go by finding. I fought I've kept the faith. I want to be able to say that when I get before the Lord. And he said, well done, good and faithful servant. And say, I've kept the faith. I've kept the faith. I've kept the faith. No matter what came down, Lord, I stood on your word. No matter what, what happened in my life, I said, God, your word is true. Believe it or not, I'm, 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 very, I'm getting very narrow-minded. Seriously. I look at the way the world's going and I said, they don't have no answers. They, they, they can't solve my problems. They can't solve their own problems. They're causing problems. But when I look at Jesus, that's, that redeemed so many lives, that, that saved so many lives, that healed so many bodies, that people that were in torment, all of a sudden, the, the peace of God comes on their life. There's no money in the world that can buy that. You know why? Because He is the only way. The closer we get to heaven, the more narrow-minded we're going to get. The more narrow-minded, the more straightforward we're going to see. The more we keep our eyes on Jesus. No matter what goes on around. Listen, I've been turning the television off. I confess when it comes to the news. I'm so depressed when I watch that. I get angry when I see I say, i got to stop watching it, Because it takes my eyes off of the Lord. I'm not saying we don't see those things, and I'm not saying we don't pray against those things. I'm saying that if, if, if it has affected me, See, these things get me angry because of the righteous God I got in my life. But I can't let it take me outside of what the Lord has for me. If it's getting me angry and it gets me mad and I I want to kick a chair and blah, 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 you know what I'm talking about. You've all done that? (laughs) Hallelujah. It's something wrong. we, We can obtain that and know what's wrong and get peace with God. Amen? Because we're running. Paul said, I have fought the fight. This man stayed in prison. Most of his letters were written from a prison cell. If God loves Paul so much, why put him in a... You know why he put him in that prison cell? Right. Because he... <laughs> you go. Right. <laughs> he go. He had time. See, when he's among preaching, everybody coming, he, he didn't have time to write it. But now he's sitting in prison. He writes it all down. And that's why we got Ephesians of, uh, Philippians, Corinthians, and, and Thessalonians, and all them, them books. Because most of them were written by the island from a jail cell. <laughs> Sometimes God's got to put us in a GSL so we we can listen. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you that it's true that we fought the good fight and we've kept the faith. Lord, the fight is not over. There's a lot of things ahead of us, Lord God, that we're going to have to stand against and stand on your word for. The Lord anoint everybody here that would understand that I have to fight the good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Jesus, and one day you're gonna finish it. One day the rapture is gonna happen. Are you gonna die? My Lord, how can somebody get excited about (laughs) dying? You're gonna die and you're gonna stand before God. He's gonna look at you and says, Don't give God no excuses because they don't take excuses up there. Can't do like Adam and say, that wife you gave me. That woman you gave me. That won't work. It won't won't happen in heaven. It ain't going to happen. What did you do with my son Jesus? And that's the only thing that's going to be evident against you. Listen, if you go to court today, could a judge find you guilty for being a Christian? If the evidence... Listen, if there's evidence, then you're guilty, right? But what if you go and there's no evidence? They'll let you go because you you haven't been a Christian. A Christian would be guilty, right? Come on, somebody. Could you be condemned for being a Christian? Okay. Lord, we just thank you for this.